0: paranormal chicks episode
1: surprise
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> y'all okay we are gearing up for halloween and it is going to be so much fun it's going to be fucking spectacular it's going to be beautiful <laughs> creepy real delicious and some other word that donna comes up with <laughs>
0: Spine tingling.
1: Ooh. (laughs) So we have a surprise episode. Which you're hearing right now. Uh A-duh. So our surprise for this episode is that we got, a.k.a. Donna. (laughs) Because I love to spend money. Got those books that we loved as kids with those creepy ass illustrations, <laughs> the scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes. And it's like the trilogy. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to read y'all some stories from it.
0: Yay.
1: I mean, we hope you like it. Um, We know you will <laughs> because you are our people and we love it. Right. So we know you will too.
0: So I will say that when I opened it, well, when Carrie opened it, because imagine that if y'all have watched our mail <laughs> unboxing stuff, that's how it is. I buy it. She opens it. Mostly because she says, Carrie, open this. <laughs> I mean, we know our roles
1: in this relationship. <laughs> you do not get 25 years of friendship without <laughs> understanding each other. Right. But anyway, when she like flipped through it, we were like, These are really short. I remember them being so long and so suspenseful. Yes. And they're like half a page. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a couple that we're going to read to y'all. Yeah. So this is going to kind of be our kickoff to Halloween. We are going to do a huge, like 13 days of Halloween starting, obviously, 13 days before Halloween, so starting October (laughs) 19th. Yep. Let me do that math real quick. Dada math um, <laughs> it's going to be in october <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to involve 13 and it's going to involve halloween yes so we're going to do a big this is kind of our kickoff and we're going to do 13 nights of halloween or days or things of halloween <laughs> where every single day is something different some of which we'll post on social media like our facebook group or instagram some of the stuff Will be like an episode where that everybody has access
0: to, or it'll be creepin' exclusive. Yes, and what is our creepin' It's our Patreon. If you want to be a Patreoner and join the creepin' this is the fucking time, y'all, because seriously, we are getting all our shit, putting it in a cauldron, making it fucking amazing for y'all for Halloween. Yes, it's gonna
1: be. I mean, again, we have we have a whole list. Like, every single day is like, going to be Like, we've been planning, y'all. We have been, I don't know, like little mice from Cinderella. <laughs>
0: Dibs on Gus Gus. Come on. Let's just be honest. Everyone knows I'm Gus Gus. Uh, Gus Gus. That was terrible. Hold on. Let me do it again. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while.
1: <laughs> so... Yeah, so we're super excited. We hope that y'all love everything that we have planned. We know that you will, because y'all love Halloween as much as we do. Yes. And probably
0: more because y'all are on point with some Halloween stuff. Oh, for sure. So, like we said, it'll be for everyone some days, but we will have exclusive content only for Patreon. And it's gonna be for every tier of Patreon. So if you join a dollar to thirty dollars, you're gonna get the same thing, but beautiful creepster and up. They'll get a little something extra, a little good, good, if you will. And it's a secret. Mm-hmm. Suspense, or like uh, on Rocky Horror, Antissa. Patient. <laughs> Except for us,
1: sucked that up. Sorry. <laughs> you know she just always has to ruin something. Had to uh, premature anticipation.
0: Oh. It's not as messy. Mm-mm, not as sticky. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Okay. 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 You go first. Okay. So we're going to read a couple of stories so that y'all get to hear it. And I'm so excited about this.
0: Me too. Hopefully they're good. We have not read these before, but hopefully. Well, we've read them as kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, like still
1: to this day, though, looking at this, I'm like, these fucking illustrations are so, so creepy. Fucking creepy. Yes, so creepy. On the episodes that we read some more of these stories throughout the month, we will not be so f bomby, And so it <laughs> will be kid-friendly. So we know that a lot of you have kids that love Halloween as much. And so those episodes will be kid-friendly.
0: Yes, so it will be equal opportunity fright night. Okay, so this is from More Stories to Tell in the Dark by Alvin Schwartz. Okay, so this is called The Bed by the Window. It's page 54. The three old men shared a room at the nursing home. Their room had only one window, but for them, it was the only link to the real world. Ted Conklin, who had been there the longest, had the bed next to the window. When Ted died, the man in the next bed, George Best, took his place. And then the third man, Richard Green, took George's bed. Despite his illness, George was a cheerful man who spent his days describing the sights he could see from his bed. Pretty girls, a policeman on horseback, and a traffic jam, a pizza parlor, a fire station, and other scenes of life outside. Richard loved to listen to George, but the more George talked about life outside, the more Richard wanted to see it for himself, yet he knew that only when George died would he have his chance. He wanted to look out that window so badly that one day he decided to kill George. He's going to die soon anyway, he told himself. What difference would it make? George had a bad heart. If he had an attack during the night and the nurse could not get to him right away, he had pills he could take. He kept them in a bottle on the top of the cabinet between his bed and Richard's. All Richard had to do was knock the bottle to the floor where George could not reach it. A few nights later, George died just as Richard had planned he would. The next morning, Richard was moved to the bed by the window. Now he would see for himself all the things outside that George had described. After the nurses had left, Richard turned to the window and looked out. But all he could see was a blank brick wall.
1: So I'm going to read a story from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which of course is also by Alvin Schwartz. This is on page 23. It's called The Thing. Ted Martin and Sam Miller were good friends. They spent a lot of time together. On this particular night, they were sitting on a fence near the post office talking about one thing and another. There was a field of turnips across the road. (laughs) Suddenly, they saw something crawl out of the field and stand up. It looked like a man, but in the dark, it was hard to tell for sure. Then it was gone. But soon, it appeared again. It walked halfway across the road, then it turned around and went back into the field. Then it came out a third time and started towards them. By now, Ted and Sam were scared, and they started running. But when they finally stopped, they decided they were being foolish. They weren't sure what had scared them, so they decided to go back and get a better look. Pretty soon, they saw it, for it was coming to meet them. It was wearing black pants, a white shirt, and black suspenders. Sam said, I'm going to try to touch it, and then we'll know if it's real. He walked up to it, peered into its face. It had bright, penetrating eyes sunk deep in its head. It looked like a skeleton. Ted had one look and screamed, and again, he and Sam ran. But this time, the skeleton followed them. When they got to Ted's house, they stood in the doorway and watched it. It stayed out on the road for a while. Then it disappeared. A year later, Ted got sick and died. Toward the end, Sam sat with him every night. The night Ted died, Sam said he looked just like the skeleton. Oh,
0: my gosh. This story is called The Curse, page 60, still from More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. My dad's friend, Charlie Potter, was a small, nervous man who was always looking around as if he was in some kind of danger. After he told me the story about his college fraternity, I understood why. The frat doesn't exist anymore, he said. It was banned years ago. We had just nine members at that point, and we were taking in two more, Jack Walton and Ernie Kramer. One night in January, just about this time of year, the nine of us took them out to the country for their initiation. We took them to an old deserted house where two young men about our age had been murdered recently. Their murderer was still at large. We gave Jack a lighted candle and told him to go up to the third floor. Stay there for an hour, we told him, then come back down. Don't speak don't make any noise if your candle goes out carry on in the dark from where we were standing we could see the light from Jack's candle moving up the stairs to the second floor then to the third but when he got to the third floor his candle went out we guessed that he had come to a drafty corner and the wind blew it out but when an hour went by and he didn't come back down we weren't so sure we waited another 15 minutes and got more and more nervous. So we sent Ernie Kramer up after him. When Ernie got to the third floor, his candle went out also. We waited 10 minutes, 20 minutes, but there was no sign of either of them. Come on down, we called, but they didn't answer. Finally, we decided to go and get them. Armed with flashlights, we started up the stairs. It was as quiet and dark as a grave in that house. When we got to the second floor, we called out again, but there was no answer. When we got to the third floor, we walked into a great big open space like an attic. Jack and Ernie weren't there, but we saw footprints in the dust. These led to a room on the other side of the attic. That room was also empty, but there was fresh blood on the floor, and the window was wide open. It was about 25 feet to the ground, but there was no ladder or no rope in sight they could have used to get out that way. We searched the rest of the house and the land around the house and found nothing. We decided that they were playing a trick on us. We figured that in some way they had escaped through the window and were hiding in the woods. The blood on the floor was to throw us off the track. We guessed that they would show up the next day with a lot of stories and a lot of laughs, but they didn't. I'm the only one left, he said, and I'm in pretty good health, but there are times when I feel just a little peculiar, like
1: right now. Okay, so this one is still from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. This one is called The White Wolf on page 27. The timber wolves around French Lake had gotten out of hand. There were so many wolves, the farmers could not stop them from killing their cattle and sheep. So the state put a bounty on them. It would pay a hunter $10 for every wolf pelt he turned in. A butcher in town named Bill Williams thought that was pretty good money. He stopped working as a butcher and started killing wolves. He was good at it. Every year he killed over 500 of them. That came to more than $5,000. It was quite a bit of money in those days. After four or five years, Bill had killed so many wolves, there were hardly any left in that area. So he retired, and he vowed never to harm another wolf because wolves had made him rich. Then one day, a farmer reported that a white wolf had killed two of his sheep. He had shot at it and hit it, but the bullets didn't have any effect. Soon, that wolf was seen all over the countryside, killing and running. But nobody could stop it. One night, it came to Bill's yard and killed his pet cow. Bill forgot about his decision never to harm another wolf. He went into town the next morning and bought a young lamb for bait. He took it out into the hills and tied it to a tree. Then he backed off about 50 yards and sat under the tree. With his gun in his lap, he waited. When Bill didn't come back, his friends started looking for him. Finally, they found the lamb. It was still tied to a tree. It was hungry, but it was alive. Then they found Bill. He was still sitting against the tree, but he was dead. His throat had been torn open. There was no sign of a struggle. His gun hadn't been fired. And there were no tracks in the soil around him. As for the white wolf, it was never seen again. Ooh. I know, that was
0: a good one. It's right behind you.
1: So we hope you enjoyed that. Our scary stories to tell in the dark and more. Plus one. The trilogy. (laughs)
0: And there's more to come.
1: Yes. So if you want to experience all of the extra content this month, check out our Facebook pages and Instagram, but more importantly, check out our Patreon. Again, we have extras for all tiers of Patreon, but the Beautiful
0: Creepster tier and above We'll have more content. Yes. And you can get to that by patreon.com forward slash the APC podcast. Or you can check it out on our website, aparanormalchicks.com
1: and click Patreon.
0: Oh, and. Oh. Merch.
1: Yes. We got new merch, y'all. Halloween merch. You need to get it now so that you can get it in time for Halloween. Yes. So. When you go to our website, AParanormalChicks.com, and before you click on Patreon, click on merch, check that out, then head over to Patreon, and remember, creep it real and and don't don't get get scared. scared.